Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I'm thrilled again today to have a fascinating guest with me here in the studio. His name is Dr. Craig Manning. Craig, say hello. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) It's going remarkably well, especially since we've now started this conversation. Mm. We've had some fun chatting before the program and uh, folks, our offices are within literally a mile of each other. Yeah, just down the road. And yet we're just getting acquainted. And Craig, you were referred to me by several clients, by several colleagues, and they're all telling me the same thing. You got to talk to Dr. Craig Manning. <laughs> and uh, you and I have some similar philosophies and really some similar practice methods. Yeah. Um, your background is in psychology. Mm-hmm. You are currently working as a mental strength coach. Yeah. That's kind of the tag that you've developed. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was reading through in your book, and, and I'll come back to your book in just a minute because I want our listeners to really be aware of yeah. who we've got here today. But in your book, it uh, gives some of your background, and you've worked in, in some interesting areas hmm. as you have assisted primarily athletes Right. to develop peak performance, to get past some of the things that get in their way of really succeeding and performing at a level that they're capable of. And that's been kind of an area of specialty for you, but you've also developed some expertise in working with, with businesses and with entrepreneurs and people who are trying to succeed in other areas of life, not just sports. Right, yep. Because the same principles apply. Yes, it does, yeah. So I've probably missed some stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're up to. How do you normally introduce yourself to people? Uh, you know, I work for Griffin Hill. We're a human and organizational performance company. Mm-hmm. We help our clients accelerate their growth through the acquisition of mental skill sets. Uh, recently helped uh, Heather McPhee, U.S. ski teamer, go from 27 in the world to two in the world in seven months. So really, uh, now those are rankings you're talking about. Yes, yes. She was 27 and started working with her. She had tons of potential. Her coach literally said, uh, "This is seven months out from the Olympics," and he was pretty. He'd heard about some of the work we'd been doing with the aerialist team. And mm-hmm. This uh, Heather McPhee is a mogulist, mm-hmm. and he came and stopped me one day and says, "Look, we're really interested in using you after the Olympics. Um, I've got an athlete though that's not going to help us this year, but we're hoping could help us in 2014." Mm-hmm. Tons of talent. Uh, we'll do. We'll do whatever you ask her to do. She's very committed, but she's constantly getting in the way of herself. So I use that word as interference. She's constantly uh, interfering mm. with her potential and the effort she's putting in, both internally and externally. She's just not dealing with that very well. I started using my big passion, what I'm extremely passionate about, and what we do at Griffin Hill is we take out. We have some of our own cutting edge science, but we take science and we operationalize it. We put it into tools, into action, so that anybody 
can acquire these skills and really accelerate their health and ha- health and happiness and performance in life. So I got her using this journal that I developed uh, doing my dissertation, and and she used it every day. So she just was able to practice these skills on a daily um, mm. ro- rotation. I met with her once a week for an hour just to help her to constantly go over these mental skills. And uh, within seven months, she was our top mogulus, went into the Olympics as number two in the world. And So, Craig, uh, I had no idea you were a mogulist. <laughs> and that's yeah. the point. You're not, are you? No, nothing. I don't know much about skiing at all. You can hold your own on the tennis court. Right. Yeah. And you have some background in playing some professional tennis and right. collegiate level and coaching and whatnot. But that's the point I wanted to make because you're working with... A person who skis moguls. Right. right. That couldn't be more different from tennis. Yeah, this is what I love. The mental and emotional and, and spiritual skill sets are natural laws across the board. If we adhere to those natural laws, growth goes up. The physical realm, the mogulus is the physical realm. It, the physical is the easy part. You know, you get the mind right, you get the culture right in an organization. So individually, you get the mind right. But in a culture, in a, uh, within an organization, you get the culture right. doesn't matter what the physical manifestation is. The growth can be rapid. So those same principles are going to apply even if some of our listeners are not skiing moguls. Absolutely. So we can apply this to? Absolutely any area. And it doesn't matter. And some of you are probably thinking, well, I'm not number two in the world, but neither was this athlete. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where we're at on the performance curve. As if we adhere to these uh, mental and emotional and spiritual skill sets, that growth becomes rapid no matter where we are on the performance scale. And I was noticing some other examples in your book. You've worked mm-hmm. with, I, I mentioned that you've worked with a lot of athletes and mm-hmm. athletic teams, and you shared some other examples there with running teams, with tennis teams, right. who who have gone from being mediocre or maybe even good uh-huh. But not elite. Right. And and in applying these skill sets, you're talking about mental, emotional, spiritual skill sets. Mm-hmm. So it's not about running. It's not about skiing. It's not about tennis. Exactly. It's not about business. It's not about marriage. Yeah. It's about it's, everything that supports all of those things. It is amazing how you get these skills down. It just applies across the board. I do a lot of uh, coaching now in the business, a lot of executive coaching, and these same principles were experiencing rapid, rapid growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, One company down in Las Vegas, we did some work with a financial planning group. Uh, I don't know too much about financial planning, but we do coaching twice a month down there over uh, using technology. They use our, our tools, our system, and they've experienced massive growth in one year. Massive, massive. The numbers, most people wouldn't believe if I really told them the exact numbers of the growth. Mm-hmm. And then what happens in these coaching sessions is these uh, executives after are always asking, well, what about in my marriage? Or what about uh, raising my kids? Or what yeah. about here? What about there? And I'm like, okay, yep, it applies there. It's just the physical, yeah, you tie it into these skills. Yeah. So there are those two at least very distinct skill sets, the physical skill set, the competency and whatever it is that you're doing. Right. And that's the part that's specific to right. your game, your sport, your business. The physical realm, yes. And then there's this whole other mental realm. So mm-hmm. I'm dying to know, <laughs> and I'm sure our listeners would appreciate this too, what are some of those basic principles? Yeah. What do you start with? 
the very first skill is first, again, I love what your, your whole purpose here, and there is the word. We mm-hmm. got to live on purpose, as you said. We, we got to know where we're going. Well said, and what, Craig. Yeah, we got to <laughs> know where we're going and what we're going to do to get there so that we're uh-huh. occupying the neuropathway, so that we're conditioning the habits. The mind is a, it works just like a big muscle. So it needs to be exercised. Mm-hmm. It needs to be conditioned. And if you're not conditioning it, you're allowing um, doubts, fears to enter in, and that's going to interfere and undermine your potential and the effort you put in. You know what? I tried something this summer with my garden, mm. and I noticed that stuff really grows well out there. <laughs> and it doesn't really care. My garden doesn't seem to care what mm. grows. Right. You know, and whatever. So if I neglect it, still stuff grows, and it tends to be stuff I don't want. See, his analogy, since you went down the garden path, I love this analogy. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of rain here in Utah last spring. Uh, when the yes. weather finally broke, I went out into my yard with my wife, who's a big-time gardener, mm-hmm. and we had dandelions up to my waist in the, gar- in the grass and you mm-hmm. know, weeds in the garden. And I started, I pull a weed, and my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm pulling weeds. I didn't think I could ever get in trouble for pulling weeds. Uh, I'm pulling weeds. She's like, no, no, no. The, the seeds are going to spread, and, the, and the, they're going to come back with more passion if we do it that way. What we're going to do instead is we're going to aerate the soil, and we're going to water and fertilize the grass so the roots grow down deep and rich and occupy that space. That's exactly mm. what we're doing with the acquisition of mental and emotional skill sets. We're developing these skill sets, and they're squeezing the weeds out. If we constantly pull weeds, that's the interference in our lives. We're going to be treating symptoms the rest of our lives. We're going to be pulling weeds the rest of our lives. Mm. What we need to be doing is adding skill sets, mental and emotional and spiritual skill sets that occupy that space and squeeze those doubts and fears out. So yes, strengthening those to the point there's no room for the other stuff. No room for it to exist. So now we're not looking at the grass being greener on the other side of the fence. Because we're living on purpose, developing our own grass, cultivating our own grass, living the life we want to live. Hence, there's no room for those doubts and fears and what we're not getting to occupy our minds. So we're, we're developing and cultivating our own part of, the, of our lush grass, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, I had a conversation with one of my clients just today. We were talking about the same principle in a marriage context, mm. and they were mm. so focused on all the stuff they didn't want, right? And everything that's going wrong, and all the problems, and oh my heavens! And I'm thinking, okay, let's see if we can create a possibility for something you do want. Yeah, let's nurture that. Let's have it grow. It would be like going to the airline yeah. to get a, a ticket, and you yeah. say, "I want to buy a ticket, yeah. but I don't want to go to Los Angeles." Right. Can you do that for me? Yeah, I love it. And the only destination in that poor ticket agent's mind is Los Angeles, the one you don't want to go to. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the law of attraction in psychology, it's the whole approach versus the avoidance mm-hmm. tendency. We've got to approach life. We've got to focus on what we want to do. And I like to simply call it that can-do mentality. What do we need to do? What can we do? instead of constantly allowing all those weeds to occupy our mind of what we can't do and what isn't happening, what we're not getting. Mm-hmm. It's a natural, as you know, it's a natural law. If we adhere to these natural laws, growth, health, and happiness is... So that's the first skill. I really want them to work towards a can-do mindset. Mm-hmm. And then I'm huge on the principle of living in the present. Um, once you get that skill down, 
prepare for the future, learn from the past, but we've got to live in the present. We've got to let go of all the fear of the future and all of the guilt of the past and be here mm-hmm. in the present. And that's where life really is happening. That's where it's happening. Yeah. Exactly. That's all we have. Yes. I love it. Being present. And if you have you noticed, Craig, this is something that I came to a realization of several years ago when I realized everything's okay right now. Yes, absolutely. That's where reality is, isn't it? Well, the, I, I hear this all the time. I don't have enough money. Oh, really? Do you have enough for right now? Yeah. And you yeah. always do. I know. I love the, that principle because we're so worried about the future. We're so worried. So many people like, I'm cold. They jump out of the car because it's winter, and because the wind's blowing, they automatically think, oh, it's, it's cold out here, so I'm cold. Well, if you stop mm-hmm. and think for a moment and just double-check, well, it is cold here, and I got a coat on. I'm not warm, but I'm not necessarily cold. I'm okay. Whereas mm-hmm. we perpetuate, oh, my, it's cold out here. It means I'm cold, or, and we perpetuate these attitudes because we, we de- create the reality that mm-hmm. we focus on anyway. So I've I've heard two really key principles so far, and one of those is to live in the present. Yep, and to to get focused on what it is you do want, having that can do attitude. Right, exactly. What are some practical ways if somebody's trapped? And mm-hmm. you talked about neural pathways. I teach my clients about that all the time. As we set up cruise control autopilot right. in our heads, and we and we actually train ourselves to think in a way that's not productive. Mm-hmm. Well, we can train ourselves to think another way, but it usually requires some kind of practical practice. Right. And what would you recommend we start with to establish some of those habits? You you mentioned something about a journal, or I don't know what practical skills you might suggest to us. So that's what I developed my, on my dissertation is it's a, a mental strength journal, and I love all, mm. every, every, not just every client I work with. I want them to know exactly what's their objective every day. What is your purpose? What do you care? What are you working towards? Mm-hmm. That gives them direction. So that's the law of attraction. So they're directing their energy. Then what, what two to three skills are you isolating that you're going to work on to get there? So it's occupying that space. And if you simply write down the skill of living in the present, writing it down, there's a higher level of commitment. Mm-hmm. Now it's on the forefront of your mind all day. And you're going to head in that direction and you're going to, it's, it's a cue, a relevant cue to constantly bring your focus and energy to the moment. And at the end of each day, we, have the, we, we want to evaluate, how did we do at that skill? Just like in athletics or in business, mm-hmm. depending on the physical realm, we isolate a skill, we work on it. Why is it any different from mental, emotional, spiritual skills? Why not yeah. just write down the cue and direct our attention to it at the end of the day, evaluate, how did I do at that skill? If we do that, growth is rapid and we, we, re, we achieve whatever it is we want in life. We engineer whatever it is we want. And it's, it's okay to not achieve perfection in one practice session. Exactly. Even saying it that way puts it into perspective. I, I watched my daughter preparing for, for a piano recital that we're going to this evening oh, after great. we finish this conversation. Yeah. And when she started those pieces... I mean, you could see incremental progress, and that's what you're talking about, right? Absolutely. Incremental growth. You declare at the beginning of the day, here's what I'm creating today. Mm-hmm. Get your brain steered in that direction, and then at the end of the day, you can measure your progress mm-hmm. and allow yourself to do it incrementally instead of having to jump there and see, one and fell swoop. 
Exactly what you said about perfectionism. At the end of each day, if we capture and identify the things we did well, mm-hmm. we're reconditioning and occupying those neuro pathways, and the skills become, we develop those skills. And then they start to push out all the other garbage. Yep, exactly. Beautiful. We'll have some fun on the second half of this. Hang with us, too. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website, drpaul.org, where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick, inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today, and thanks for listening. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hidden messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. To be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is the only end of life. Robert Louis Stevenson Fun conversations today at Live On Purpose Radio. We're talking with Dr. Craig Manning. Craig, you've got some fascinating principles that we've talked about, and I have to believe that a lot of these things, we've talked about the can-do attitude, right. okay, that was one of those things, right. and we've talked about, well, we talked about mental toughness, we talked about creating uh, something to take the place of all the negative things, we've got a good start on some things, we're just warming up, and I know that all of these things are coming from experiences you've had as life has taught you it's lessons, and we've talked about a few of those stories. I think there's one that you might want to share <laughs> that would illustrate some of these principles. Yeah, just a, a huge passion about apl- uh, applying this, operationalizing it. So I had an individual mm-hmm. once. I was working at BYU, actually, uh, uh, with the track and field, and uh, we'd had quite a bit of success there. And, and an athlete came in that had finished her eligibility, was done. And she said, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm not running anymore, but uh, I, I still, well, I'm still running, but I'm not competing anymore. And I'd really like mm-hmm. to get one of these journals I've heard about. And mm-hmm. so in, in profiling her, super nice individual, just very much a people pleaser, mm-hmm. always trying to please everybody all the time. And that's, so we don't have direct control of what others think. Hence, her anxiety was pretty high mm. when it came to her performance. Yeah. So we get her in, we use the journal, we, we focus on a couple of core skills that bring her to the present and let go of a whole bunch of this anxiety and worry that she had. Uh, and she was a hurdler. So we're working on a couple of skills right out of the blocks, focused on those skills because she wasn't wasting energy on all these other things. She, and again, you're talking about the mental skills, mental the emotional skills. skills. Yes. Yeah, nothing okay. to do with the physical. Yeah, Just, the other coaches can handle that stuff. That's their expertise, exactly. Gotcha. So we're focused on these mental skills. She blew out of the blocks, took off over the first hurdle. Her mind straight away goes back to the past and is like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. Loses her focus, crashes into the next hurdle, oh. DQs. But how most, most of us evaluate is we evaluate on the outcome, the result. Um, she would have been down to feeling sorry for herself like she had done a million times mm. in the past. She'd practiced that. Right. So we were conditioning the habit of after every performance, what did you do well first? capturing the mental and emotional and even the physical skills that work first mm-hmm. we identified that then we come back with what are we going to do better the next time so we went back uh we worked on those skills so first backing up we worked for five weeks on just developing some good skill sets mm-hmm. then she had this first meet we come back captured the things that worked plugged in something we're going to do better which it was the indoor season so uh this individual wanted to focus on 16 steps through the hurdles mm-hmm. so we come back following week same skills that helped her to be successful out of the blocks. Now she's got those down. She accelerated out of the blocks again. This time she had 16 steps through the hurdles. Again, she finishes the last hurdle and is like, wow, that was amazing. She smoked everybody and then mm-hmm. literally stopped because she'd conditioned the habit of constantly worrying about everything else. So she had allowed all those weeds to occupy her mind. Mm. She just simply didn't have the purpose to finish the race. And so she had all these doubts. Everybody else almost catches her. She actually ends up winning the race. First time she'd won a race since she was a kid. Um, but wow. everybody, her husband and everybody in the stands like, finish, finish, finish. But because she didn't have that purpose, she had all those doubts in her mind. It's such a fundamental thing. We lose it if we don't have that focus. Mm-hmm. So again, we come back, we capture the things that work and figure out what we're going to do better, which was a highly sophisticated skill of finish. So this is the mm. fun part. High performance, health and happiness is not complicated. It's just capturing those key skills and focusing your energy in the right direction. So the third race, we captured those skills that worked. She explodes out of the blocks, 16 steps through the hurdle, and finishes and completely smokes her competition. But the thing that's amazing in athletics is your, your rankings and everything are by time. Her time was so amazing. This girl was never Mm. all American. Wasn't all conference. She was barely average at a Division One program. Mm-hmm. After eight weeks, so five weeks of training, once a week for the first five weeks, then three weeks of com- uh, competition, her ranking came out. She was seven in the U.S. and twenty-two wow. in the world in two months. Now Fantastic. tying this together, this we see this in business. We see this everywhere. Everybody has tremendous potential for something, and we're mm-hmm. all training hard. She had potential. And she was training hard. All we have to do is get rid of that interference. And it's amazing what the human being can do. Yes. So this is, this is in a nutshell, very abbreviated 
version of what happened, but it's it's incredible if you adhere to these natural mental and emotional and spiritual laws. The mm-hmm. physical, we're already doing so well physically, we just don't realize it. We just need these other skills right. to really help out us grow. Well, you mentioned a, a term earlier, I think it was before we actually started recording today, about how, how many of your clients are unconsciously competent. Yes, yeah. They've got what it takes, Yeah, but they, get, they run this interference, and, and through fear, doubt, anxiety, yeah. um, self-judgment, all kinds of things will get in the way of yeah. actually performing at the level that you're capable of performing. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing how many people are actually highly competent at what they do in the physical realm, but it's the skill deficiency from a mental and emotional standpoint that's holding them back. Exactly. So we come in, teach them some rudimentary mental and emotional skill sets. Their performance goes up and they think we're great, which it really has nothing to do with us. It's really just them That's adhering a fun game to natural. For you. <laughs> it makes us look good, yeah. But all we're doing is teaching them these natural laws and getting them to the big thing yes. is the biggest skill of all is showing them how to apply it, how to operationalize it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much good research out there. People have heard it. Um, but how do you use it? How do you take that research and apply it into our lives? That's the real skill. And Craig, you've done a lot of work toward operationalizing that and getting it into a format that people can digest and actually use in their life through yeah. your coaching, but also through your book. And I mentioned this earlier, but I didn't even tell people what the book is. <laughs> it's called The Fearless Mind. Right. And the subtitle of that is Five Essential Steps to Higher Performance. So you've yeah. broken it down into five very basic steps. Yes, absolutely. And this came from doing my dissertation. I did my dis- mm-hmm. dissertation on intentional control, focus. And what I found was you have to go back a step to anxiety because if your anxiety is high, your focus is in that avoidance cycle that um, can't do, like we talked about earlier. Yes. The avo- uh, um, well, the anxious mind tells you to avoid whatever it is exactly. that's causing the anxiety. You, exactly. You run away from it. And then anxiety is caused by the goals that we set, by our motivation. So we've got to go back up the food chain. It all starts mm. with motivation. If you set the right goals, anxiety comes down. Now we're able to focus on what we can do, what we need to do, hence confident. And then confidence goes up and we make good choices. We become great, efficient, decisive decision makers. Well, when we're motivated the wrong way, as you know, anxiety goes up, concentration goes into that avoidance cycle, confidence Mm -hmm. takes a hit, and we make bad choices. So time and again, I have individuals or companies come and say, we need to enhance our confidence. We need to do this. Well, yeah, we need to go back up the chain because it's a linear relationship between these. We've got to go back up and get to the root of the problem and develop skills at the root, and then all the symptoms fall away. I very rarely Mm -hmm. treat confidence head on. Because that confidence is usually a symptom of something further up the chain. Right. So you start with motivation. Absolutely, yes. What is that driving factor? What, it, what are we shooting for? Exactly what, you're, what everything you stand for is motivation is that living with purpose. Mm-hmm. You get yourself motivated the right way. You're occupying the neuropathways. It's squeezing those weeds out. And so many issues fall away and you don't even have to. I, I don't want to treat symptoms the rest of my life. I don't want to pull weeds the rest of my life. We're wasting mm-hmm. time and energy. I want to get to the root, the core skills, develop those skills so I never have to treat those symptoms in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, Perfect. we get to those core skills. It's unbelievable what mm-hmm. the human being can do. And then the motivation, you said that leads into the next piece, which is anxiety. 
Yes. So now, motivation leads to anxiety. Yes. Well, is anxiety a good thing? Anxiety can be <laughs> if as long as it's under control. We need a little bit of anxiety, but not high anxiety. So yes, great question. And it's going to be there. It's normal, isn't it? It we're, is. We're abnormal if we don't. So many people think, I was one of them when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember an authority figure saying to me before a big tennis match, because I played a lot of tennis, uh, asking me, are you nervous? And I said, yes. And they said, good, you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I took that as a message I wasn't supposed to do anything about it. Well, anxiety is normal. We're not abnormal having That's anxiety. Right. We haven't caught some weird disease. Anxiety is normal, but we do need to learn to channel it and control it because it's just left to its own um, mm-hmm. devices. It's going to interfere significantly to our health, our happiness, and our performance in everyday life. Well, you remember back in psychology school, they taught us about this optimal level right. of arousal or yes. anxiety. If it gets too high, then you're paralyzed exactly if it's too low you're falling asleep on the couch exactly so you want to have it just and and understanding it and doing the right things with it so that's a skill set as well huge yeah we want to stretch ourselves but not stress us stretch Mm -hmm. but not stress so you got to find that nice balance yeah and that leads to our third step in the book, you call it concentration. Mm-hmm. You've talked also about focus. Are those yeah. the same thing for to you? To me, they are, yeah. Concentration, uh-huh. focus. It's really attentional control. I love the word control because control to me implies balance. It's not to any extreme. We've got to find the right ability to control our focus and direct our attention. Uh, again, it's the law of attraction. And as we direct our mind to the right, those core skills, those core goals... Mm. We're occupying our mind, and then it's the law of occupied space. There's two natural laws right there. Law of attraction, law of occupied space. No two objects can occupy the same space at the same time. Hence, mm-hmm. we want to occupy the neural pathways with what we want there. Yeah. With whatever your intention is. Yes, so that purpose. Again. I have a friend who, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact way he said it, what you, th- what you focus on, you feel. Yeah. What you think about comes about. Yes, absolutely. And that's because you're steering this. You're going to create something, mm-hmm. get clear about what it is you're creating, and then you're more likely to create that. Yep. Whatever you put out there, what do we know, whatever you focus on grows. So whatever you put out mm-hmm. there, you're going to head in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then as that goes up, as your focus goes up, and you're focusing on the can-do, confidence comes along for the ride. It has no choice. You're going to build confidence if you're focusing on the right things. And that's your fourth step in the book. Fourth confidence. step, yeah. Fourth cog in the books. The fourth cog is that confidence. And as confidence goes up, you're going to become a very good, decisive decision maker. Which is the fifth. That's the big one, Yep. Let's go back to confidence for just a minute because this mm-hmm. comes up a lot for me too. And I get mm-hmm. emails or, or my clients will come in and ask me, what they can do to to be more confident. I know, it always comes up, doesn't it? Yeah. And you're saying, well, that's not where we start. Yep. That's, that's like putting the cart before the horse. Let's go back to motivation. Absolutely. Handle the anxiety, mm-hmm. get the focus clear, and the confidence will follow. It's a byproduct. We get everything else right, the confidence comes along for the ride. It's high, and you, there are some things you can do to build confidence, but it, it's very unstable. Confidence is dependent on these other skills. So mm-hmm. if you just address confidence, you're treating symptoms. So it's going to be there one day, not there the next. Mm-hmm. But if it's coming from that core, then it's more stable, more enduring. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Talk a little more about the decision-making part. To me, that is the key is 
so many of us uh, are uh, have that interference, either internal, external interference in our lives that is some way impinging, holding us captive or in bondage in some way. So we go through these steps. When we set the right goals, so when we're motivated the right way, uh, it controls our anxiety, anxiety, so we're able to focus on the right thing. So that's freeing us up so mm-hmm. that we can build that confidence to ultimately make the right choices for the right reasons here in the moment. So we're free of the past. We're free of the future. We're free in that moment to make the right decisions because of uh, you know, our, trusting that, that inner side, which is the spiritual, that trusting the inner side or, or doing it for the right reasons, not being impinged mm-hmm. on us for any other reason, being good, decisive decisions, learning and moving in a positive direction, learning from it. Mm-hmm. So many people either rush their decision-making or uh, uh, take forever, they're very indecisive. And by the time they make a decision, even if it's a good one, somebody else is already, that's decisive, has made a, good de- made a decision, didn't turn out to be good, made an adjustment, has already moved ahead while you're still contemplating making a decision in the first place. They're on decision two or three while right. you're still... Yeah. You know. What I love about this, Craig, is, is this is a system right. through which if you are... a to apply these principles, you could literally get out of your own way. Absolutely. And get out there and succeed and accomplish what you really are capable of doing. So that's where the big passion is. It's systems theory. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're born better or not. Everybody can learn these skills. Yeah. We all have tremendous potential for something. Mm-hmm. And we're all training hard. We just got to get rid of interference. And that's our formula for success. Potential plus training minus interference equals healthy, happier, Higher-performing lifestyles. Wow. Get a coach, folks. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. Craig is a good option. You're <laughs> making this available to organizations, to people through your website. And yep. I got that from you just a few minutes ago. It's griffinhillconsulting.com. Dot com. Griffinhillconsulting.com. G-R-I-F-F-I-N, griffinhillconsulting.com. Yep. And there's links there and, and information and ways that people can get a hold of you or access your services. Absolutely, yep. Let me put one more plug in also for The Fearless Mind. Yep. That's the title of the book. The easiest way to get this, folks, is go right back to liveonpurposeradio.com. We've got a link right there on the blog site, so you can go link through. Uh, it's available at Amazon, at many major booksellers, although I'm hearing from you it's selling out. It's sold out in this valley, In some yes. markets, it's yeah. going like, to, so you guys, yeah. go get it. Yeah. Still available. Yep. You can get a copy of this book by Dr. Craig Manning, PhD, who is an amazing mental strength coach. Thank you so much for joining me today at Live on Purpose Radio. Thanks. I appreciate it. I love what you do. It's it, great. It's been wonderful. I'm going to give you the last word. What is it that you want to part with? What, what are you going to leave our guests with as, as the last thought here, Craig? Work on living in the present. Direct all your energy to the present. Put all your energy to every day having something clear that you're working on. It gets rid of a whole bunch of uh, interference out of your lives and that health, happier, uh, high-performing lifestyle is right around the corner. So Beautiful. Everybody go out there and live on purpose. Thanks. Thanks.